from the studios of Adventist World Radio in Pune. Hello and a very warm welcome to our international English service. In our program today, we bring inspiring music and interesting nature study. With more music coming in, we shall end our program with a message from God's Word. This is your host Sharath and I am Maureen and you are listening to Adventist World Radio, the voice of hope. Let's begin our program with a song. Your every way He will be 
As you walk through the darkness, He will never let you fall or falter. Step by step, He'll walk beside you through the known unknown. He guides you. All you have to do is to acknowledge Him, and He will guide you through through the unknown, through the unknown. listening to adventist world radio the voice of hope from pune india and now here's a nature study dear listener today we're going to study about peacocks and their kin male peacocks are magnificent creatures with a vibrant blue green plumage and elongated trains tipped with eyes colored in hues of gold red and blue they are strikingly beautiful birds but they have ugly feet to be honest most of us have some type of physical limitation it may be something we've borne all our lives or one we've recently acquired paul described his deficiency as a thorn in the flesh that kept him humble three times he asked the lord to remove it probably thinking that he could then serve god better but the lord assured him my grace is sufficient for you for my strength is made perfect in weakness paul replied therefore most gladly i will rather boast in my infirmities that the power of christ may rest upon me one of the ironies of faith is that god often chooses us to accomplish his most important tasks despite our imperfections not because of our speaking ability looks or fitness for the task missionary hudson taylor said god was looking for someone weak enough to use and he found you and me when we find strength in him he can use us in ways we could never imagine lord i have many weaknesses Please show your strength through me by using me in whatever way you please. May others see you at work in me and praise your name. Amen. God's strength is best seen in our weakness. Thank you for the nature study. We are sure our listeners enjoyed it. To learn more on nature, keep listening to Adventist World Radio. We will be studying different objects of nature because there is a simplicity and purity in these lessons direct from nature that makes them of the highest value. The children and youth, all classes of students need the lessons to be derived from this source. In itself, the beauty of nature leads the soul away from sin and worldly attractions and toward purity, peace and God. Dear friend, death, struggle pain and violence were not part of god's original creation let's discover what was the world like when god created it to know more on god's word you could also write to us here's our mailing address adventist world radio post box number 17 pune 411001 maharashtra india you could also email us on adventist media center at 
gmail.com you may also follow our programs on our website awr.org/englishprogram before you hear god's word here's another song Marketplace is empty. No more traffic in the streets. All the builders' tools are silent. No more time to harvest wheat. Busy housewives cease their labors in the courtroom. No debate. Work on earth is all suspended. As the king comes through the gate all oh, the king is coming the king is coming i just heard the trumpet sounding and loud his face i see oh the king is coming the king is coming praise god He's coming for me. Happy faces line the hallways. Those whose lives have been redeemed. Broken homes that he has mended. Those from prison he has freed. Little children and the aged hand in hand stand all aglow. Who are crippled, broken, ruined? Now they're clad in garments white as snow. I can hear the chariots rumble. I can see the marching throng. The glory of God's trumpets spell the end of sin and wrong. Regal robes are now unfolding. Sing amazing grace, oh, the King is coming, the King is coming. I just heard the trumpet sounding, and now His face I see, oh, the King is coming, the King is coming, praise God. Are you seeking fulfillment for your life? Do you want freedom from fear? That's why we're here. Welcome to Jesus 101. Introducing you to the real Jesus. And now, here's your host, Elizabeth Talbot with Mike Tucker. I'm Elizabeth Talbot and I'm Mike Tucker. I can't wait to hear what could a child expect more than Christmas? Their parents return. Oh. My wife and I took a vacation uh, once to uh, Jamaica with some friends, 
and we were going to be gone a week, and we left our children, who were about the ages of four and six, if memory serves correct, uh, with my parents. And although they enjoy being with my parents, they truly missed their mom and dad because mm. we really had not been away from the children. Mm. And so they circled the date on the calendar when we would <laughs> come back because we kept telling them, we will return, don't worry, we'll be back. Mm. And so their grandmother kept telling them every night as they were crying and going to bed. They're coming back. They're coming back. And so it's only four more days, only three more days. And finally the day came when mom and dad would come back and they met us at the airport and they were very excited. Oh, I can understand that. It's, it's interesting that the series that we start today actually starts with something very similar. That's right. The disciples uh, are seeing Jesus ascend to heaven, and then two angels tell them, don't worry, he's coming back. He's coming back. Exactly how you're (laughs) seeing him go, you're going to see him come back. And today we welcome you to a series on the book of Acts. And actually, you are already familiar with the author of Acts, because he wrote another book that we already studied together. That's right. Acts is really the second volume that was produced by Luke, the physician. Uh, He wrote the Gospel of Luke, and now Volume 2 is the book of Acts, and we see some parallels between these two volumes. Absolutely, and actually there was a literary tool that they used to use when they wrote two volumes, which is the last part of the first volume is repeated on the first Mm -hmm. part of the second volume. So you will see that the first few verses of the book of Acts are very similar to the last few verses of the Gospel of Luke. That's right. In fact, let's let's start with that if we could uh, right now. Let's take a look at Acts chapter 1, verse 1. It says, The first account I composed, Theopolis, about all that Jesus began to do and teach until the day when he was taken up to heaven after he uh, had by the Holy Spirit given orders to the apostles whom he had chosen. To these also he presented himself alive after his sufferings by many convincing proofs, appearing to them over a period of 40 days and speaking of the things concerning the kingdom of God. This is really interesting because you will see at the beginning of the Gospel of Luke that also this person, Theophilus, is Mm -hmm. also named. Uh, We don't know exactly who Theophilus is. Some some people think it's a general name because... Yeah, it may may be more of a representative name for a group of people. Yeah, because it means lover of God. But but some people think that Theophilus actually has something to do with the editing of Mm -hmm. these two books. Nevertheless, this is the same person both times in both uh, volumes. And uh, so we start with the resurrection of Jesus the same way that we ended and now the second coming of Jesus is promised at the end of this section. Now, it is interesting that we've been talking uh, last week about 40-day periods and we talked about the fact that 40 days is a period in the Bible where people tested to see if they will trust God with a deliverance, if they will come to trust that God has done what he said he would do. Well, we see the the number 40 repeated quite often. We've got the 40 years of wandering of of the children of Israel in in the wilderness. We've got uh, Jesus is being tempted uh, after 40 days of yes, fasting. Yes, we have many, actually. On and on like Yes, this. the flood is 40 days, mm-hmm. et cetera, et cetera. So here we have proof of the resurrection for 40 days, giving mm-hmm. people the, the possibility to really trust that Jesus was raised from the dead. And um, this book is written in parallelism to the life of Jesus. Um, the same things that happened to Jesus in Luke will now happen to the church in the book of Acts because Jesus is still active, working ministry through the church, through the power of the Holy Spirit in this book. That's right. We do see the uh, the church, the New Testament church now, going through the same types of things that Jesus went through with the baptism and, and on and on it goes. So uh, let's continue with our reading here, if we could. Sure. Uh, verse 4, gathering them together, he commanded them not to leave Jerusalem, but to wait for what the Father had promised, which he said, you heard from me, for John baptized with water, but you will be baptized with the Holy Spirit not many days from now. 
And before um, they even asked, what did that mean? Yeah. <laughs> they actually said so in verse 6. Is this the time that you're finally restoring the kingdom to Israel? I mean, they're actually barely hearing what Jesus mm-hmm. is saying. They're saying, so is this our time? Is, is the kingdom of God? Why, why, Mike, do you think that they were expecting a kingdom to be restored to Israel? Well, obviously, there are some passages from the Old Testament which talk about this, which they had interpreted as such as being uh, referring to literal Israel taking over again and, and uh, restoring this this throne of David. And that's what they were looking forward to. In fact, they were so fixated with that, they could not hear anything else that, that Jesus was saying. Their expectations of this were very, very strong. Was there a prophecy we, in the Old Testament? Let's take a look, uh, if we could, at Second Samuel oh, okay. uh, chapter 7, verse 16 is one place where we'll find this. Okay, And it says here, your house and your kingdom shall endure before me forever. Your throne shall be established forever. And this is, of course, speaking of the, the throne of David. These yeah. are words spoken to him. So many times when we find find this phrase, uh, the kingdom in the New Testament, they're actually expecting some descendant of David to actually mm-hmm. come back and they think it's going to be a political power. Of course, at this time, they're oppressed under the Roman Empire. Right. So they think, okay, great, you resurrected from the dead. So is this the time that now the kingdom comes back to Israel? And and that, uh, that line from David was very important. We see that proved through the Gospels with the genealogies that Jesus was of that line. But the confusion in their mind was what type of kingdom this would be. And they were looking forward to this literal physical kingdom, but Jesus had in mind a spiritual kingdom that would be ushered in now by the power brought to them by the Holy Spirit. And he's trying to change their minds on this. And how do you talk to somebody about something they never seen or yeah. they don't know? So he starts to say on verse 7, uh, it's not for you to know the times. It's not about that. And it says, um, but... Concentrate on this. You will receive power in verse 8 when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, and this is what you're going to do. And this theme that we find on verse 8 is actually the theme of the whole book. You shall be my witnesses. That's the theme. So throughout the book of Acts, you have people witnessing mm-hmm. that Jesus, in fact, was has died for our sins, resurrected, ascended to heaven, and is coming back again. That's right. And we see the, the apostles doing this throughout the, this book of Acts as they spread this wonderful news of our, our crucified, resurrected, uh, risen, and soon-coming Savior, the one who saves us from our sins. And, and verse 8 of chapter 1 of Acts is actually the outline of the whole book. It says, you shall be my witnesses, and then it gives an order, in Jerusalem, mm-hmm. in Judea, in Samaria, and to the remotest part of the earth, which means that Luke will deliberately set the stories that we find in this book in that order. Mm-hmm. All the stories that relate to Jerusalem first, then Judea, then Samaria, then to the ends of the earth. That's right. You know, it's, it's an interesting thing that I've used that same passage to talk about how our witness should begin. It starts mm. right at home, oh, maybe with our own family. And then Judea was the surrounding state. Yeah, and so um, we go from there and then to, great, to Samaria, the next country, and then the uttermost parts of the earth. But it starts at home. And that's mm. what they started here. The first church was established in Jerusalem, right where they were. That's exactly right. And and they were just trying to uh, understand what was going on because they didn't fully, obviously, by the question of the kingdom, they didn't fully understand yet what was happening. So the next three verses um, are verses where most Christians that I know live off this promise. Oh, yeah. Verses 9 to 11, because obviously Jesus is not with us and we're Christians, we follow Christ, but he's not here right now. So we're all expecting him to come back for us, like like Mike's children were expecting him to come back. At least my children had seen us before. Yeah, and we haven't. <laughs> they, yeah, true. we have not actually seen Jesus face to face. Perhaps you have vision or through no, his, no, his no, word. No, I but, haven't, but the Holy but, Spirit had that role. He had the right. role of revealing Jesus to us and to make us 
want with expectancy the time when he's coming back for us. Well, let's take a look at these verses that give us the promise of what Jesus is going to do next, and that is he's going to return. Verse 9, And after he had said these things, he was lifted up while they were looking on, and a cloud received him out of their sight. And as they were gazing intently into the sky while he was going, behold, two men in white clothing stood beside them. They also said, Men of Galilee, why do you stand looking into the sky? This Jesus, who has been taken up from you into heaven, will come in just the same way as you have watched him go into heaven. What a blessed hope. This is probably, I don't know, the main uh, hope that we have in our lives. I think this is it. Because if, if this world is all there is, all of us will get very depressed and hopeless at mm-hmm. times. Mm-hmm. But this is the hope that we are all expecting. And, and Mike, what gives us the assurance that this is really going to happen? Well, I think that the assurance is, number one, that Jesus promised it. Uh, and he's always come through on his promises. But the other thing is that he's paid the ransom for for fallen men and women, you mm. and I. And that's what he for did. For his children. At, yeah, really. for his children. He did that at Calvary. And so if he's paid the ransom, why wouldn't he come back and claim his prize, that which mm. he has won? He will do this. Mm. And so this has become very, very important to us. You and I are members of a denomination called Seventh-day Adventist. And that mm. last word of our rather lengthy name <laughs> yeah. is uh, Adventist means that we we expect the literal physical return of Jesus just as Advent, he's promised. Yeah. We, mm-hmm. The advent of Jesus mm-hmm. is coming and, and we believe in that event. Yes, and if today you are feeling like Mike's children were feeling when he was away, yeah. you know, kind of desperate, kind of lost, uh, wondering if this is all there is, this is what to keep you going. The mm-hmm. promise, he's coming back. He's absolutely coming back. This is what you're going through is temporary. He already came once, the first Advent, which we celebrate in Christmas. But he is coming again, and that's the expectation that we now have. At the cross, he paid the price for us, and he's not going to come and pay the price and then leave us here. Why would he come the first time if he didn't expect to come the second time? He has promised it. He's going to come back and claim us as his own because he's paid the penalty. He's paid the price. Now he's going to claim us to be with him forever. You don't know how many times I have to go back to Acts chapter 1 verse 11 when I have hard days and say, you know, there is a promise here. This is not all there is. This is temporary. What is permanent is eternity with Jesus Christ. Receive him today and you can have the same expectation. Thank you for joining us today on Jesus 101. We want to thank Voice of Prophecy for their generosity in sharing these biblical studies with Jesus 101. For more insights and resources, connect with us at Jesus101institute.org. That's Jesus101institute.org. Until next time, live free. Woohoo! Here's another song. When I said that I love Jesus, what does it really mean to me? When I said that I will follow, can the other people see?
scriptures says your world is a lamp for my feet and a light for my path psalms 119 verse 105 indeed my dear listener what a treasure we have in god's word the holy bible is relevant to today's issues and gives solid guidance for daily living with this we have almost come to the end of our program to learn more on god's word We would love to receive your letters on Adventist World Radio Post Box number 17 Pune 411001 Maharashtra India You could also email us on adventismediacenter@gmail.com We invite you to follow our programs also on our website that's awr.org/englishprogram This is your host Sharad And I'm Maureen signing off from Adventist World Radio. Do join us again along with your family and friends. Until we meet again via radio, we wish you goodbye. And God bless you.